Yo Amsterdam and I'm filling up nice That's Van der Sar and Ten Hag Aye I might just shot this beef for 10 bags Real talk on my life I couldn't give a fuck about them man And all my guys are ballers Coming like we play for Simrap Fake use, get rid of them Me and the gang was doing our plans Welcome back, welcome back everyone It is us again you are joined by the lovely people of Ballers Corner. My name is Tony. I'm happy to host today. And with me today, our usual panel, Missing Two, uh, we have Jeff, uh, full-time attendee, Corel, and obviously the new boy, Starboy, new January signing, Omar. And today we want to talk about everyone's favourite topic in football, and that's transfers. We're just going to get straight to the nitty-gritty. Um, no, that's rude, isn't it? Let me ask how the boys are doing first. Guys, how are you doing today? I know it's freezing. It's freezing cold this morning. Are you all well? Not too bad, man. How about you? I'm good, man. I'm calm, you know. See, I was just going to get straight to the to the action, no foreplay, but I realised, you know, that's not how it, that it's dry, you know, no one really enjoys it that way. You can get Whoa. blisters, thrush, other things. I just thought, let's, let's tone it down a little it's bit. Cool, right? are, are, you to, are you trying to seduce me? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So let me let me you know let me warm you up first, take you out to dinner first. See how was your day, darling? Start slower. That's better, isn't nah, it? Nah, man. Let's get let's. You know, yeah, we need to get straight to it because unlike you, uh, me, Jeff, and uh, all my old Chelsea fans, so we watch foreplay every week Saturday <laughs> at three p.m. In it, <laughs> we don't need any more foreplay. <laughs> I see what you mean. Well, in that case, then let's let's get it bracken. Um, like I said earlier. Today's favourite topic in football is, is transfers. It's the January transfer window. This might actually be released uh, post-deadline day. Hopefully not. Hopefully just before. But we're going to talk about it with a little bit of a twist. Instead of footballers that deserve a move, well, it is footballers that deserve a move, but instead of footballers that you've kind of seen within, um, within uh, what's the word? What's the what's the phrase? Within, help me out here, guys. <laughs> Rumour mill, there we go. Within the rumour mill, we're going to talk about other footballers that currently aren't actually getting the attention they deserve and also therefore do deserve a transfer, whether in the next eight days, we're recording this on the 23rd of January, or in the summer. Um, anyone ready to kick us off? Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna start. I'm going to get into academy football, actually. Uh, Man City have a winger called Carlos Borges, yeah? Um, yeah. plays wide right, wide left. Um, and in 13 PL2 games, he's got 11 goals, five assists. He's an electric mm. player, electric. Mm. And I think that he's too good for this level. Like, it's clear, like, he's, as a wide man, scoring at this rate. And I know plenty of teams need wingers, but I was actually going to link it to a team who recently lost um, uh, a young talent and they got him from an English club, PSV. I think oh, okay. PSV going to um, going in for Borges would be perfect because that gives him the game time at a good level. He'll be, you know, playing Europa football, maybe Champions League and whatnot. And it just accelerates his process. You know, Madueke went there in three years. He's got a £30 million move back um, into London to Chelsea. And I think... Yeah, Borges is just too good for this level and he deserves a move. He's been linked with, you know, a few clubs like Southampton and whatnot. You know, Man City are basically, Man City's academy is basically Southampton suppliers now. But I think he, he deserves a little bit of a 
a better move and PSV would be perfect because now they've got a gaping hole of Gakpo and Madueke that yeah. you know needs to be filled. They've got uh there was one Belgian they got Xavi Vemans, Simmons. Vemans, oh, but yeah, they've also yeah. got a Vemans as well. They've got some Belgian guy called Vemans that uh I watched in the UCL or no U Europa League, sorry, not UCL. And he scored quite a good goal for the life of me. I think it was against Zurich. Um, I was watching it on Europa League highlights on BT Sport and I saw it. He just like he didn't run for everyone, but he showed sheer pace to knock the ball past the defender and then he had a, 40 yards to run into and the keeper came out and he made the keeper look silly. So it's it's, it's Netherlands as well, you know. The them teams there always have a young buck around the corner. Yeah, um, 100%. I don't know much of, of Borges, right? Oh, but there's a pattern though. there's a pattern I've noticed there with, with City youth players. You City youth team have improved massively over the years, right? Yeah. Um, but with some of the wingers specifically that have left the youth team that were all raved to high health levels, there's not been many that have actually been able to produce. You have Samuel Dozy, Dozy, Dozy that went to Southampton. I don't think mm. I, I can't even remember if he's got much game time. Um, he's been playing a bit, to be honest. They played him in the ten a few times as well, like yeah, he, wide. But he looks good. Yeah, he's someone that I, I see. I see me someone that will obviously grow into into his boots, but. I guess when you when you see a PL2 player with the hype that they get in the PL2, then they go to the Premier League. Obviously, maybe I'm a different person, but you kind of expect a little bit of a bigger bang. Um, mm. Another one as well is is Braff. I don't know if you guys know. I forget Jayden. his first name. Jayden oh, Braff, German yeah. from Dortmund. Yeah, hasn't you know another one that hasn't really stolen the limelight. But I guess again, it could be a Sancho. T- I know Sancho took off straight away, but it could be. A slow burner that turns into a essential thing. So, fingers crossed. But just from what I've seen, obviously I don't know everything. I might be wrong. Someone out there, if I am wrong, call me out. From what I've seen of CEPL two stars, they will come out and uh, I haven't done too bit, too 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 much, too many stuff. City fans at the moment are, are even getting on to Cole Palmer, which is something I found quite interesting. They don't think he's good enough for their first team. So, really, they think he's yeah. alone or something. Well, it's split in two. It's, you've got, there's a couple of fans that are City fans. My brother is being one as well, being from the city of Manchester. A couple of City fans that I know of, and they're just like, this guy's just, he's not it. <laughs> he just, he's just not it. But and then obviously there's the other half that are like, hey, give him, give him some time. He's 18. But, but you, yeah, see, yeah. you see, it's the gift and the curse here, where like, to be honest, like City's not the hardest place to go and look good in the team, in it, or like show flashes because one, the games you probably will play in as a young boy, you're going to have a lot of the ball. Mm. And two, your teammates are so high IQ, even their second team, their B team, are so high IQ, you're going to get opportunities to score goals if you're a forward or get those 1v1s and show something. But as we've seen with most of them, if not all of them, a lot of them aren't ready when they're young to play. Yeah. Like, And you've seen, even with the ones that were getting opportunities before, so like, uh, Liam Delap, uh, James McAtee, obviously you got Adolzi who played, uh, a few others. They've all been either sold or gone on loan. Do you get what I'm saying? Because yeah. they're not ready to play at that highest level. And Cole Palmer, they given them, they kind of gave them the folding treatment of like, oh, we'll keep you around and you've shown flashes so we'll see what you're on. But if you compare him to, say, like Rico Lewis's trajectory in the first team, yeah, he like, Rico Lewis is coming and looks ready. And I feel for Cole Palmer because I know he's talented, but he could end up in the folding boat 
of like just you're good you're good yeah. but a lot of your name comes from being at city rather than your actual own individual talent being a, a needle mover yeah so tell us jeff tell us more about borges what what makes him so good casey and not just that jeff like, just quickly sorry jeff just actually another question just to add on to that onto your answer as well is because even me i don't know too much about him as well like why would a team like psv take a risk on him without him going out like out on loan for example first so you can add on to your answer with that uh so firstly he's pacey exciting direct like he i watch a few of the pl2 games and he he runs at defenders like he enjoys that sort of 1v1 battle and regularly he's getting double triple teams because teams need to you know be able to stop him but he's also got a bit to his game where you know it's not always just on the ball like you see that little sterling trait where he's there to finish off the chances he's got a bit about him as well like not all of his goals are just him dribbling past three four five man and um secondly i think it's better to take that gamble now whilst you know being psv whilst you can than let you know another club with more money snap him up and i mean it's the same thing they did with madueke you know they they took him straight from academy football he hadn't had any loans or anything like that they they took a chance on him and i mean you know they they received an offer that was too good to turn down in their eyes so this is probably the best chance to strike whilst you know he's he's doing good in pl2 but he's not in the eyes of everyone you um, take you take him on, you take a chance and, you know, hopefully it succeeds. Also, he he plays well in the, um, what's, the what's that trophy called? The one they play against men? Papa John's. John, John, Johnston Paint. Oh, That's yeah, Papa one. John's. Yeah, yeah. Papa John's. Yeah. So, he, obviously, he's putting some good performances in there. I think he's got a hat-trick against Derby or two against Derby. Like, so for me, if I'm seeing that, the only, what I'll take away from him is not necessarily, oh, because he's got his Derby, he's good enough. It's more like, Oh, he's played against men, and he can still do what he needs to do. Because yeah. a lot, of, a lot of players it comes unstuck for when they go to first team level. If you look at like Omari Hutchinson, for example, who's been running riot in PL two this season. Obviously, he's played a couple first team games. I know they were against Man City, but you can already see the difference. Is a massive in the level. Job. Yeah, there's a gap. Yeah, like the gap is job, massive, yeah. especially got like it's, you got to think these men go from under 18s to under 21s and they might be playing under 21s at 16, 15 and that's like a jump for them but playing against experienced pros, people that have been doing it as long as you've been alive, they know every trick in the book. Like yeah. it, it's, a spe- it's only a special few that can excel. Do you know what I mean? So I think uh, Borges is a good one. I saw a comp of him the other day um, and he looks a serious player and I think... Is he, is he English? Uh, Portuguese. Portuguese, okay. Oh, I'm moved now. Hey, listen, I'm buying my stocks already, man. Hey, he's just got translatable skills. Like, I think, yeah, just just them translatable skills. Because no one wants to be up against a winger that's direct and pacey. Do you know what I mean? And I think, yeah, if he's able to replicate what Madueke did, then perfect. He's going to earn himself a move to a much bigger club in a few years, for sure. Tottenham must be kicking themselves, really. That's Edwards and Madueke both like out their grasp and yeah. excelling in Europe's biggest stage. But, but, that's the biggest issue, though. 
You see Tottenham, yeah? I, I know I'm going to divert this conversation fully, but I'm just going to make this statement and hopefully we move on, yeah? Tottenham were a victim of their, like, success, their brief success, because, like, we, I think, I don't know if we've spoken about this before, yeah, but during the time they were competing, they didn't improve the team, but they also didn't look to the academy to bring players in. No, like, they did. I'm sure they did. Because, dude, um... Winks and skip, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> Nah, there's one more. There's definitely one more. And then you had Ryan Mason that kind of just made it. I don't know. Ryan Mason, of like no, Josh Ryan Mason. and all of them, man. But Josh Nolan didn't really get a chance either. Like, I said he, they tried. They, oh, no, oh yeah, they, they tried. Yeah, they yeah. tried. And um, I want to say Oakley Booth. Remember him? I think he's at Stoke. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 Centre mid. Yeah. So they, they did. I don't know. Okay, not everyone was successful, but they did try. And I remember when they were pushing, I think this might have been Poch's uh, second to last season. That season where Poch lost like 14 games in the league and it was nuts but he still got them to UCL final fans were pushing for Troy Parrott and God knows where Parrott is now MK Dons I believe um, yeah it didn't loan, work out for him or Millwall or something but like the, 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 the thing about Tottenham is yeah I believe there's youth talent there in it but who's integrating three managers in a, two, I don't think Poch is that much of an integrator I just think I think if you work with a young squad you get taught you get slapped to that integrator status when Really intrigued. I don't really think he is. And then obviously, no, Jose under pressure to succeed straight away. Um, I know Tanganga went got through, but you mean Jose is not going to bring up talent until he he knows his so he you know he, what his objective is, and he's um, comfortable with what his objective. Like at Roma now, like because Roma, I said to him, we want you to build a project, but obviously, when there's a trophy along the way, which he did with the um, Conference League, he's able to bring up talent. That's why Bo- that not- Eduardo Bove's got through. That's why, um, what's his name? Z- Zaluski, the Polish guy, has come, come in. Zaluski, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then oh. the Australian Don, uh, Volanto, Volpato, whatever his name is. All these men are playing now. So, obviously, when you don't get that luxury at Spurs, you can't trust the kids. That's why Conte is just ignoring everyone, even though there's probably talent there right now. I, I, I get see- that. But for me, the way I look at it, say, you're usually your youth handling or youth policy isn't based on the current manager it's what the club does like Chelsea loan army regardless who you are at a certain age you're going on loan you're going on loan for a couple years few years and then you build your name if you can come back in and fight for your place you can if not you'll be sold on whereas like with Marcus Edward being 24 and Madweka being 20 and I'll be lenient with Madweka because he left at 16 it's like blaming Chelsea for not signing Musiala like mm. we don't know what his intentions were, but you've let two. No, Madweke wanted to leave. He like chose. No, to no, leave that's, again, but that's what up. I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, but my my thought process to that is, if there's two wingers that were very very talented and they're four years apart and they slipped through your cracks, uh, twice, then there's an issue with what how you're handling the youth. It's the yep. same reason why when you look at players who have been released from. I don't know, like Chelsea, for example, versus like players who have been released, um, especially in the past, like from Man United. Um, I'll use that as an example. Where they play, how they play, if they play. If they play. The Do you get mm. what I'm saying? Like, there's a reason why Chelsea players are everywhere. Every room where you see or every, you look at a League One match, there's probably a Chelsea player on the pitch. But all the ex-United players, yeah, you might have a few Scotland, but a lot, maybe a couple of League One, League Two. Most in non-League, but a lot of them don't play football anymore. Or yeah. off the grid completely. And that's how, that comes to how the club was handling those youth. So I understand certain managers might not have played them, 
but I know you wouldn't have left, let them go for the next to nothing and then they're worth like 40 million later. Like if you handled them properly, you probably could have sold them direct. Do you get what I'm saying? That's true. You might as well lead into your, your transfer crowd then. Uh, now come to me next. Come to me next. I'm still debating <laughs> which I'm going to use. I'm debating. I know you got some Portuguese duns up there, man. <laughs> Do you know what? I tried to stay away from it, but you know, I was, I was gravitated back towards it. I can't lie to you. Um, do you know what? I'm gonna um give two names for one club because I feel like they need two different positions. And having looked at it, I feel like these two best suit this club. And I'm looking at Newcastle. Yeah. And I looked at their team because although they're doing really well and, and credit Eddie Howe, he's doing a great job and I even doubted the guy, but um, I do feel we're like there's this, areas. Yeah, man, we've all <laughs> been there. But look, we all, uh, no, sorry, um, looking at the team, there's there's obviously areas which I feel like they could definitely strengthen in. And something I would do if I was the manager right now in this January transfer window to not just ensure you get that top four, which is now what they're aiming for, but also... I feel like these players will um, be there with you as you progress, like a Bruno Guimaraes, for example. And the two names I was looking at, uh, so the first name, I looked at their midfield. I feel like their defence is quite solid. So I looked at their midfield, I see Guimaraes, I see Joe Linton, I see Willock, and I see Longstaff. And I feel like a player... John Joe Shelby's the... still there, man. Don't forget I John think he's, about he's, he's, he's going turkey or something, man. That guy's going <laughs> to yeah. come back with a full head of hair. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> do you know what? I looked at the, the midfield and I feel like a player like Enzo Lefay oh, really oh. good. What's so and interesting, just for, not to cut you off, but I had him down for Liverpool because I thought their midfield Ooh. needed a revamp. No, 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 no. We don't want Liverpool to become good. Liverpool being bad... Is exactly where they need to be. You know hey, I mean? from a non-biased took, point of view, I had took, him down for Liverpool. So, we all took Liverpool being shit for granted. Let us enjoy this time. Hey, all, yeah, what man. I'm going to say as well, yeah, that's a great shout. Also, I need to present this idea for the for a future episode. Yeah, we need to talk about the transition from league into Premier League. Yes, and how it's is perfect, perfect. Because I'm looking at him now, yeah. And I was just checking up how many games he's played. He's like played like over a hundred games. He can come. He can come to the prem and play straight away. Comfy. Like not hundreds. Comfy. Like a hundred league earned games. You can come and play in 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 England easily. Definitely, he's making it look normal, fam. It's this so... is this is a this is a topic that Jeff and I have clashed over quite often. Jeff obviously has his belief that the Premier League is the fastest, and most physical game because of you know obviously footballers that have said it. I think Ligon's more. Probably, yeah. And I also yeah. think it's faster. What I love about Ligon's my favourite league, right? As much as I get brandished with the Serie A boy, whatever it is, yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I, I like Serie A as well, but Ligon's my, is my team. Monaco's my, my genuine second club because of my dad. And what I love so much about Ligon is it's like there's no park the bus <laughs> Ligon. It doesn't matter if Trois play PSG, it don't matter. It don't matter if Clermont are playing Lille. It don't matter. No one in the Premier League when like who's bottom of the table in the Premier League? Everton, right? Everton. Maybe not. Let's say Everton. Actually, Everton are bigger, a bit bigger of a club. Let's say who's a team Forest, come up. Forest. Forest, right? Forest are gonna go away to Man City at the other side. Are Forest gonna camp in their half? Yes. Why? Because they don't want to get. They want to limit the opportunities that City get. Whereas these teams are going to park the Prince 
clearly knowing that the monster's PSG are and like, fuck it, we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna try and see what happens. Like it's full frontal attack, no matter who they play. And that's why some of the score lines are a bit mad. It's not it's not a Bundesliga thing where and I hate saying this, where or excuse me, where everyone's like the, the the last man is like at the semicircle of the halfway line in in his own half. <laughs> Do you get me? Like it's a thing of where these guys are coming against whoever they're playing against and they're just gonna go for it. And because of that, and because the fact that I don't want to use this, I I wanna use it legal and be like the NBA of football. Bro, there's bare black people. And I'm not trying to say like, you know, PMP hey, and that, hey, but PMP hey. and that, you know what I'm saying? It's not a lie, bro. It's not a lie. And you know what it is? I'll be honest as well, yeah. Like, when we talk about certain profiles, right, you talk about, like, the centre-backs, centre-midfielders, central players, like, they actually are technical and have physicality. So that's what I was going to say. I don't know if it's as physical, but it's more technical for sure. I think they got around about the same, just a bit um, more technique, just a bit less, like, physicality, like, all running around barging people and that like they want to play football way more than teams in the Premier League I think they do and obviously like fam and don't underestimate the speed like they're not moving the ball maybe in terms of like in the Premier League is the ball moving faster potentially but in regards to the actual physical abilities of the footballer footballers in the uh, their man are moving oh yeah yeah no you can't dispute they're moving quicker so it is what it is like and Demo will kick you the same way the Premier League will kick you. So if you can literally survive in the, we've seen it with Payet. Like Payet was doing bits of league and came, made everyone look like made made a mockery of the league at West Ham. Then went back to Marseille and started doing more mad things. It's 35 now, so obviously it's slowed down. But like, there's so many examples. Obviously, there's with every with every you know four positive transfers, there's a negative transfer, i.e. Nicola Pepe. Uh, but for the most part, look at the players that came here. That came here, like um, Bernardo Silva. You look at um, Joan, Joan, Chile. You look at Joan so Kabai. Johan Kabai came in. Musa Soko, he wasn't really. Like, he was at Toulouse. Like he wasn't really like a, a big name player like that. He came yeah. to Newcastle, became a household name. Went to Tottenham, held his own. A lot of people didn't rate him, but I mean, he's got quite a good CV for himself. You know what I mean? So, bro, if you for me, yeah. The success to life is to to bank on Liga. <laughs> I hear it. Do you know what? Like, there's a, there's a high conversion rate in Liga to Premier League, especially when it comes to like defenders or midfielders, in my opinion. And that's one reason why I thought Enzo Lefe would be a good fit because he is someone who will also grow into the club, like a Bruno Guimaraes, for example, who also came from Lyon. And 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 will and will grow with the the club because they they are growing at some point they will be title challenging and I feel like someone like Lefay can you know so for uh, fit that into that mold. For people that don't know him, Omar, who could you who could you link him to in terms of oh, play style? Who's what does he play like at least? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, one thing I don't like is comparing him to players like say, oh, this person plays like this person, but um, he's a very agile midfielder. Who also, yeah, who also um, is involved in like the creativity of the team, and because he's someone that is involved a bit deeper on the pitch, that will allow more freedom to the attackers as well. Yeah, and and it also takes pressure off of them as well because he's also the one facilitating the attack as well. So he's one, and 
the second name which I was going to bring up uh, for Newcastle. So again, I looked at the attack and I see, uh, of course, Wilson or Isaac. I see Almiron. I see kind of all these guys. And I feel like they still need a bit more depth, or even St. Maximan. And I still feel like they need depth for when, you know, for example, maybe Almiron might not be hitting or St. Maximan might be injured. And the person that I thought would be a good kind of shrewd signing, call me biased, but I feel like a player like Otavio would be a really good kind of fit for them. He okay. is 27, so you can probably get him a bit cheaper than you would with other younger players in the Portuguese league, for example. He is an extremely creative player. Like, I cannot stress how creative this guy is. And there's a reason why he was picked in the Portugal starting 11 for the World Cup for the first mm-hmm. few matches, even playing for you know, a team like Porto, for example, which you know is not comparable when you've got guys playing for PSG and all these teams. And I feel like someone like Otavio would fit in really well. And you look at someone like Pelinha, who has gone to Fulham, although he's more of a defensive midfielder, came in at a similar age and has kind of hit the ground running. Seamless, and yeah. Exactly. And, and although we spoke on League 1 being a good transition into the Premier League, there's also a case of the Portuguese League as well being a good bridge into the Premier League. Like There's been a lot of successful transfers if they go directly from that league to the Premier League. And I feel like a player like Octavio would kind of suit the style of Newcastle, would be good depth and someone who kind of can grow with the club as well and probably won't be too um, pricey as well. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So those will be my two signings for Newcastle in this window. Yeah, I can't believe you took um, thingy off me because I was literally thinking that Liverpool midfield, yeah, it it needs to change. See, I had... had I had Go Nunes, Mateus Nunes for, for Liverpool in midfield. That's who I had. And obviously, I know he is linked. But, and I even said this in a group chat, you know how Portuguese, uh, or sorry, you know how in like, uh, I don't know if you guys have it, but in Algeria, we've got like uh, one year military service. You guys, you need to, you have to do it. <laughs> That's like, you know, Portuguese That's what you players, you, do, you have to do that. All the Portuguese <laughs> players, do your one year military service in Wolves and then you can, you know, go other yeah. elsewhere. And I feel like that's something that Nunes can do is, you know, going to like the Liverpool team or that's who I had in mind. But someone like Lefay could also fit in perfectly because he's got the legs. And that's what yeah. the Liverpool sort of dynamic is with their midfielders, is midfielders who are like, I don't want to say workhorses because that takes away from Lefay's te- actual technical ability. But those players with legs, for example, and Lefay and could fit in. the well. legs over the technical ability sort of thing. Mm. That's a good one. That's a that's a really good one for Newcastle. Tony, what you got for us, man? I got a few, but the ones that I I will mention, even though I say they deserve a move to the higher level, I also don't want them to move to a higher level because not everyone is supposed to play for a PL club. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, no, it doesn't have to be PL. No, but the ones that I will highlight kind of will will be in the PL. So oh, I know Jack has, first of all, I've also, I just want to say, Arsenal fans, yeah, you're winning the league. Oh, that was hard <laughs> to get off my chest. You're winning the league. And uh, I just want to say, though, I've been a Jack advocate since the days you were wanted him dead. I'm so happy now he's able to show what worth he is. But say Jack, he's what, 31 now? Say Jack's legs go for a bit. There's only one person that should be coming in to replace him, and that's Leon's own Maxes Kakaret. Kakaret has is scarily starting to outgrow Leon in regards to um, 
not Leon's stature in the game, but just where he should be in his career. He should now be challenging for a, a place in the France national team. And sadly enough, the champs. I think some part of me thinks the champs does hold a little bit of a big club bias with his, with his selections, as well as picking players that he knows and trusts, which I'm not necessarily against. But at some point, you need to kind of change things up a little bit and actually put more trust in other footballers. What I mean by that, for example, is the fact that Lucas um, Hernandez, I think he had injury issues with Bayern last season, came back, was fully fit, went to the World Cup, wrote himself off. That was needless. That could have been... um, that could have been avoided if he just picked Badia Chile to go with. Badia Chile had a hell of his campaign last year. Do you know what mm. I mean? And that's someone that should be a France regular. But I don't even think he's he's made his fully competitive debut yet. I know he's played. He might, he might have played one or two friendlies. He's played once, I think, yeah. There you are. But he hasn't played a competitive debut. And I mean, <laughs> I'd love for you to play for Congo, but I know it's not going to happen because you're, you're, I guess you're too good. But this is what I mean by other midfielders. For example, Rabiot. I think Rabiot is, is underrated. I think a lot of people is you know, think he's crap. I don't think he's crap at all. I think he's a very capable midfielder. But if you are looking to drop players out, then he probably would be someone that does miss out. But Kakaret now, he is the he is what Awa was a year and a half, two years ago for Leon. That guy is the he's the he's the heartbeat of Leon now. He's so good. He he's so good that he's someone that let's say if Party who at the moment is someone he's the one that controlling the player at Arsenal, right? Let's say if Partey was going to be utilised as a ball winner, or even a Partey replacement as such, he's also someone that's past 30, isn't it? Kakare is someone that can come into his side and literally dictate play. I think he's late 20s, but yeah. Yeah, he can dictate play, or he can also progress it as well. So he's not necessarily... He also can win the ball back. He's not... When you look at him, he's not the one that's like physically dominant or anything, but he's a smart footballer to know when to intercept, when to stick a foot out and actually win the ball as well. And then when he gets that his first, what I love so much about Kakare, his first, when you look at him, once he wins that ball back or once he receives the ball, his first action is, is to scan. Mm. Quick scan, what's my surroundings? And then move the ball forward, constant. If he can, obviously. If he's under pressure, he'll go backwards or he'll play out of trouble. But he'll always buy himself space first. And then when he receives that space or gives himself that space, he then switches his body around and looks forward. And every single pass is a positive pass that either breaks the lines or... Um, shifts the ball to a different area of the pitch for Leon to progress forward in, and this guy's ceiling is on. It's it's scary. It's a scary. It's a scary ceiling. So that's another one. Arsenal. If you, if anyone from, sorry, excuse me, from anyone from Arsenal's recruitment team happens to come across this and thinks, rah, you know, Zaka's getting on a bit. Samuel Lukonga's not it. <laughs> Party's getting on a bit. El Nenny's out of contract in the summer. Who could we bring in that can really freshen things up in the midfield? Max has Kakaret for me. Oh, I would have loved to the see The problem him. with him, though, the problem with him, though, is that, bro, if you're trying to negotiate with Aulas for a prize player like Kakaret, yeah, you, you got more chance trying to negotiate young thug trying to get out of this recall. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. <laughs> and they, they know that way too well because look how I last stiffed them for Awa. So. Exactly, man. Yeah. I don't so, think they'll go back in there for him, you know. Like, after what happened with Awa, I don't see Arsenal. Like, cause, especially them man can't negotiate. We've seen it over the last few years. Them, they oh, can't we've negotiate. Seen it. We have seen it. I, I reckon, you know, yeah, I would love him. I would actually love him at the bridge. But I didn't want to. I'd love, I'd love him at the theater as well. I think him next to, um, him next to Casemiro would be fantastic. 
Only because Ericsson, mate, the compound V's run out. Like, I don't know what's going on. Do you need yeah, to read? Is, is complaints it, about him recently? Is it is it a crank volume? T- if you've seen crank, is it a thing where you need to like recharge or something? Like, what's going on? Need a new pacemaker? It's just it's just not been it. Like, yeah. And you got you got those fans that are like, yeah, but he's better than Pogba. And it's like, why are you lying? He's not. Ericsson, huh? he's just he's just he can't do it anymore. Obviously, he's still a good footballer to have around the club, but in terms of if you watch the Arsenal game, he put. I watched it back. I missed it originally when I was out, but I watched it back on um, Sky Sports, um, and uh, he was just leaving McTominay for dead half the time, just because he can't. He's he, defensively, he's such a liability. What's going on? And his his ball progression has faltered. Like it's not. I know it's not the Ericsson of Tottenham Hotspur, but you still have some sort of expectation, right? So, Kakarot next to Casemiro. Dynamite. We don't need Kakra at the bridge. You're signing every single player there is under the sun. And another one, again, if Arsenal looking for reinforcements, he's a good one. He is someone that does deserve to be in the limelight playing UCL football, everyone knowing who he is and him becoming a household name, getting cats of France all a lot. So but anyway, I actually you, you know what? I, I actually had quite a few names for, for Arsenal as well, especially in that midfield area. Um all right, I'll go again off my chest. You know, Benassa spinning the block on him. He used to play for <laughs> Arsenal. You could get him. That could be one. I'm not going to dwell on that. But another name that um, I thought would be quite interesting, and I actually even had this guy I think would be quite good to City, uh, is Zubimendi for Sausage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, City really don't need like anyone. Him. City just... Well, the, uh, maybe. And I can go on to City as well. <laughs> I, had, I had a name for them as well, actually. But with a player like Zubimendi, who... Is more of a defensive midfielder, I feel like would really kind of suit that uh, Arsenal's number five, that kind of role. Yeah. Uh, he who shall not be named. That that sort of role that he's playing would be a good alternative. And um, I think his release cost is like 54 million euros as well. So he's available, you know, to get whether he wants to come or not is obviously a different question. But he's someone that I really like. And um, one thing I actually don't like, though, is a lot of people and i'm going to use this term but you know as much as i don't know, i'm going to use the term a lot of casuals are branding him as bus the bus gay region and and this and another he's absolutely not the bus gay region because they're completely different players um and again i think i said this in a group chat that we were in but i've lost bus this gay, you talking about? uh Zubimendi still oh Zubimendi, um, yeah sorry yeah so so bus gay is like this kind of tall midfielder of these you know his gangly legs and he kind of you know, slows the game down. It comes to him, he's got that composure, he gets the ball, he'll get out of any situation and he'll kind of, you know, dictate the tempo. Zubimendi is a lot more, A, progressive in his passes. He's always looking to go forwards. That's his first thought. And if not, he's trying to dribble forwards. Busquets isn't as much of a dribbler. And I think it's just a Spanish thing, you know. Like I think it's so Spanish DM. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just easy to, to compare players from like the same country. But but that's, that's, that's like, he's not lazy. tall though. That's, he how is lazy. Tall. Like, that's how lazy our like squad report or like journalism is. It's like, oh, we don't know how to explain what this player actually is like. So we're gonna be lazy and be like, he plays the same position as someone that is, and therefore he's that next person. Well that's I what you mean. Zubimendi is like five ten though, and like you look at Busquet like six foot two, whatever he is, like they're just completely different physique and different profiles. But sorry, Carol. No, I was gonna say it's just profiling like I think transfer windows always show me 
like fans especially forget the media and i've got my opinions on them but fans especially like it te- it teaches me that they don't know what they actually need in it because they'll be like oh we need like an anchoring uh dm uh who went who's just a ball winner and we'll sit like basically sit in front of the defense oh let's go and get declan rice like bro <laughs> like that is like the opposite end of the spectrum of what you've just asked for like it, i think especially when it comes to player comparisons and when it comes to uh young players in general i think people don't know how to um to grade them like i think when, when you have a prospect it's always like the sky is the limit for them like bro at their best they could be a ballon d'or winner but like that's i remember that curl so yeah, i remember that when ake was coming through at chelsea they were saying rude gullet regen just because of his hair i was thinking yeah, bro, it's going no sense crazy. that's stereotyping hey, i ain't gonna lie i thought i thought they were related <laughs> no, because my man actually looked like him when he was younger. When his hair was shorter and that, like he actually looked like him. But it's one of them where it's like, again, we probably go back to like the Cole Palmer, Carlos Borges thing. The you can talk about all these young players, right? Out of those that group, you may just get one that goes to the top, to the very, very top of the game. But it's just like everyone's expectation of everyone that's young is like they could turn out to be whatever they want to be. Yeah, so therefore the let's give them yeah. yeah but then it comes into this like narrative of like everyone should take a chance on one or everyone should give an opportunity to one but like chances are most of them won't amount to much in comparison to where your club is like for example i'll use them let's say that like, i'm a diallo in it. i'm sure um tony can speak on it yeah but like he's smashing it at sunderland but that doesn't necessarily translate as he should play for United next season. Yeah. It might mean you've earned an opportunity to win a place in the squad, but the way people are talking is like, nah, like it's a no-brainer. He should be in the squad, but it's levels. Championship to Premier League to Champions League level top end is a completely different, um, different arena. It's a different sphere. And we saw that with players that like when you compare... Um, your Elise to Eze to Dan James and see how they've like acclimatised to being in the Premier League alone and then how Dan James has performed in a top team or your Conor Gallagher bro like not everyone is destined yeah. for those situations um, I wanted to ask a question to the group um, and I know this is no one specialist subject in it but I want to see where you can go with this because it's kind of a diet uh, I mean it's probably something that wasn't foreseen but is needed uh, replacements for Neuer yeah that's a good question because Bayern are actually Ooh. having a hard time with that as it is um, well they got they Sommer signed, didn't they yeah, yeah they they've just signed Jan Sommer but Jan Sommer isn't the super keeper that Bayern are, are, are acclimatised to having isn't it Jan Sommer was pretty much of a shot stopper that stays on his line um, you've got Alexander Nubel that's currently out alone at Monaco as well but he doesn't um, want to come back he yeah. doesn't want to come back because why would he? He'll be second fiddle when he's playing week in, week out for a team that are challenging. Well, I loosely say challenging for the league, but obviously want challenging for Champions League spaces. So, and he loves it there. His relationship with um, Philippe Klamann is really good as well. So I don't blame him for not coming back. So, what? Well, yeah, like I can't see Bayern coming in at City and be like, yeah, let's have Edison. Plus, Edison's what, 29 now? 
So again, it's not really like a long-term fix, is it? Or maybe it can be because keepers age longer than outfield players. So yeah, man, no, it's a good one. It's a tough one. Um, Scanning my brain, the first name I could probably think of is like, uh, I'm struggling, I can't lie, I'm struggling. Hope you're tough, man, because some of them can just come out of nowhere. Allison, like, he landed at Roma, did his thing. Now he's like the best in the world, sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? And he, he uh, was second fiddle to Chesney. Yeah, like, it, insane, goalkeepers yeah. can come up, like, come out of nowhere, but to think of a replacement for Neuer, yeah. boy. I just, not, you know, Bayern are the, are the type of eccentric club. They'll just do like burnt Leno just for the sake of it, just to show, yeah, like, I dominate this league. I can put Leno in goal. And we can still we can still like monopolize this league. Yeah, I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, I threw that in just to fuck with you lot because I know no one knows anything about keepers to that to that extent, like (laughs) off the top of the head, innit? Hey, we tried. We tried. I'm thinking though. Um, it's a genuinely good challenge. I'm thinking of like uh, Fructal is actually still their keeper, and he's the only 21 goalkeeper. I don't know how good he is. But he, he, he had was like, apparently. yeah, he was already linked as his already already placement. But obviously, Neuer's still going at thirty six, so he did but not get I, the same opportunity. I think you know why I threw that in there is because in any other position on the pitch, yeah, it doesn't matter how good the player is, right? If you ask for a replacement, there's names. There's obviously, name. depending on yeah. the club's budget, like okay, Bayern, Bayern can go mad with it. Like if they lost like uh, Musiala or Sane or. Like names will just start reeling off because it's very, it's a very like easy switch a winger for a winger. Like they might play a little bit differently, but I think with goalkeepers it's so specific, especially to what the team needs, and like someone know his skill set. I don't know how you replace that. What you just said is very interesting. You know, I go. Sorry, go ahead. I let Jeff go first. No, Jeff go first. Yeah, I said what you said is very interesting because I did have a goalkeeper name for a club. Um, I had Gavin Bazzuni and I thought, you know, he's a sort of progressive ball-playing keeper. He would fit into something that Eric Ten Hag would want to do at United because I know De Gea doesn't really fit the bill, but he's, I guess, competent enough for now until they can find someone. I haven't really been keeping an eye on Bazzuni and, you know, watching his every game to see how well he's doing at Southampton, but now he's getting that Premier League experience. And I actually did think, yeah, he would be a good goalkeeper for United. Obviously, Chelsea are also in need of a keeper that maybe there's that's a conversation to be had too. But Do you? yeah, I mean, or you would you not just give Salida a chance? Um, I think not without a loan or two first. Not not like straight away, like you've come from MLS, you're playing maybe PL2 or whatever, and then you're just jumping straight into the Premier League. I think it. I think there's a bit of an adjustment that you need and like just some more experience in general. Didn't United do that with Tim Howard? I don't know. I think, I think Tim Howard came straight from the MLS into my United's first yeah, team. Yeah, he did. Yeah. That's mad. I, I think with keepers, I think it, with keepers, it matters really, It matters less. I think if, you're, if you play with the ball with your feet, you can command your box and you can save shots. It doesn't really matter where you've come from. I think. But I, I also think, I think age and experience come, is like as a key factor because even if you take, for example, like Donnarumma. Well, Donnarumma has been playing since what? He was like 16, 17. Yeah. But, yeah. like, what people forget is the, the ups and the downs that he went through as yeah. AC Milan's keeper. But AC Milan weren't a 
uh, team, the team that the they are now. Yeah. You know yeah. So he had the room for Could going towards that. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas like a Chelsea, maybe even a United at the current stage, going for like because uh, I think Molina, Molina, uh, Slalina, sorry, not Molina. Slalina doesn't even have 50 games under his belt. Nah. And that's at MLS level. So I'm thinking going to the Prem, you could do something. But again, I'm looking at someone like Ramsdale, who even looks quite raw coming into the Prem, and he had loans under his belt mm. like at the lower level. So it's... Do you know who you know I'd go for then? Now that I've, I've had a chance to think about that question. I'd go for Valencia's goalkeeper, Mamadashvili. Yeah, that's a, a good one. Twenty-one, um, lanky as shit. I think he's like six-six or something stupid. Um, seems to be a decent a ball player, and uh, yeah, I, I need to actually know what you know what it is. Yeah, I've seen a few um, highlights and stuff, and a few videos and stuff, and he looks he looks quite competent. Um, that is going to be a bit of a, more of a risk simply because I can't really back the claim from extensive knowledge. But if Bayern are looking for a literal like for like, the probably best they can get in the market is then Andre Olano. Andre Olano has just got to settle that into as well. He's just complete. Thank God, he's completely taking the number one spot from from uh, <laughs> Andanovic. You guys have no idea for a while. You guys have no idea how long we've. Uh, how, I said we, you know, how long Inter have suffered <laughs> with Andanovic in the last two three years, and his distribution is a joke. Like I'm not even kidding. I think Olano might be the best. Him and Edison might be the best distributing goalkeepers in the world he left foot right foot he can ping it put it on a crisp right on your feet and you're gone um the problem with Ronaldo though is claiming i'd say he needs to dominate his box more apart from that he's got everything else that he needs so Bayern, quick 40 mil on that you're sorted or then i guess everyone's favorite diego carlos diego costa sorry not carlos diego please costa. no man please <laughs> oh. no i tried to avoid saying his name too to be fair no, like, yeah, someone had to say it. there was a, there was an elephant in the room someone had to no, say it. Going, no but the thing is we are above this right because we know yes the paper talks we've heard the rumors yes people some of us were believers omar came on this very pod to tell people he wasn't that good and since so, then, it's almost like the Ronaldo interview. It's proved us right in it. In the end, <laughs> you know the levels have not been like from what I've seen of him. I don't like it. That like, Inaki Williams moment, yeah, in the World Cup. That was enough. Like I saw that was, Yeah, but I don't cool. like this. I don't like. You know, you know that was a moment of vindication for me. I hate being right <laughs> at the same time in these kind of situations. But you know, like for example, I've been saying for a long time, and even like you said, I said this on this podcast in August when we were doing the sort of look ahead to the season. I said, you know what? I see Costa's like a you know a decent keeper. Don't get me wrong; he's got a lot of development still to to make, and has been making a lot of developments himself. But there's still a lot he needs to improve on, and. People are so blinded by his CL Champions League campaign that he had this season, which, don't get me wrong, was really good. He saved a lot yeah, of penalties. He has yeah, some fantastic yeah. performances. But what people don't see is, alongside the Champions League games, he's also playing league games, which no one actually watches, except obviously <laughs> Portuguese league watches. And we can see it from there, like his, I'll say, deficiencies. He's not what he, like, is made out to be. Man. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I would I, I don't feel like he will be on the level it, of like a Courtois or anything like that. But he'll still be decent. Is it a De Gea situation where De Gea first joined Man United and he looked absolute pants because obviously weak frame, young, naive, mistakeful, and then he blossoms into a flipping world star goalkeeper that saves everything and everything for years. Is that a situation with Diego Costa as well? Or 
I don't know, honestly. I don't, because of like, I don't know how his development will go. Because he could go to a United, for example, if they don't re-sign De Gea and absolutely flop. Or he could go to a Bayern Munich and made to look a lot better than what he actually is. So I don't actually know like how it then will you've turn got out. Hips, then you've got Hipster's Choice. and um, Kind of more like the Bazzuni range, but like the Robert Sanchez and... They need to they need to stop this nonsense, yeah, because it's like because the teams do again, it's like team success breeds like rumors, isn't it? Like I don't think their success is built on the back of those goalkeepers, to be honest. Like they're very interchangeable. And yep. for me, I'm looking at it and saying if they were that good, they'd be sniffing around yep. in terms of like their national teams, because that Especially if you're Spanish, bro, that, that goalkeeper situation is a mess. Sanchez did go work up, though. I think he was second choice behind Unai Simon. That tells me all I need to hear, though. Bro, Unai Simon's fucking shit, bro. I think so. That. Bro, I think he's crap. <laughs> I, I, I don't he's talk angry, about keepers yeah. often. I think he's so crap, bro. I yes. don't know. I think I think Sanchez's story is quite interesting, considering he was alone at a Rochdale like a year and a half, two years and a half ago. And then obviously Matt Ryan kept fucking up, so they were just like, "Yeah, they're gonna play this Sanchez dude." And he actually came out to be quite decent. So, his, and how'd you go from Rochdale to the national team? That's nuts. Like you probably got people in your phone book that are still down there, you know, right. muddy pitches. And then this is Spain's national team. I remember they Pub had Pepe the Reina. game and that. Yeah, yeah. guys, man. So I mean, pub after the yeah, literally pub after the game, drinking WKD in the dressing room. Like they they've got what you call it. Uh, um, terraces and the ground and shit, and now look at you. You're in Qatar on the bench. That's 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 like a uh, a goal situation. You've seen the movie Goal. Mm. <laughs> uh, I got I got a quick segment. Then I just want to transfer to a quick segment. We spoke about play. Something I want to bring on here, right? Clubs that need rebuilds. Just a, just a quick one. Um, the reason why I say this now is because Conte's inter dream is dead in the water. It's finished. <laughs> oh, mostly to blame because of the owner Zhang, uh, and secondly, just because I don't think it's Inzaghi's proper players. Inzaghi's obviously this. The thing, the, the annoyance with me with Inzaghi is the fact that he basically inherited a finished article that just needed improvement in certain positions, and he did that. He brought in Gosens, and all of a sudden you have Darmin and, and, and Hakimi left, which is a massive loss. But you had someone, you had two capable. Wing backs in Dumfries and Damian. Obviously, Do you both. not think the loss of Lukaku as well was a big, a big factor? Because that's the was that not the MVP of the league? And yeah, then, obviously Jekyll's a, a good replacement, but I, I, not to that level. Not to the level of Lukaku. Jekyll is good domestically. So yeah, Jekyll was a good domestic replacement. Lukaku was the extra oomph that got into uh, that could that was able to get into up and forwards, especially in the Champions League. Um, so, yeah, Lukaku's loss was 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 probably hard felt. But me watching Inter over the, over, the, over the course of last season, Lukaku's loss wasn't where they lost where they lost the league, in my opinion. Um, it's hard to explain how they lost the league. Stupidity. Not dropping Handanovic quick enough, where Inter wanted a bad run. Inter actually started the season really well. And they got to like, the Christmas period stage and they started dropping games for stupid teams because of mistakes from Handanovic not dropping him quick enough, even though Anana had come in after his ban. Um, 
Midfield for me is a bit of a concern. Brozovic is fine. He's aging a little bit. Barela's the best at the club. He's the best footballer of the team. So he's fine. Chernoglu, I'm still not convinced. And then wing back now is a, is a serious problem because um, Damian is fine. But again, he's going for, he's better coming back than going forward. So if you're playing uh, AC Milan and he needs to mark Leal, then that's great. But if you're playing Hellas Verona, you need width. You need someone that can add an extra oomph to the team going forward. Hakimi's been a massive, massive loss. Hakimi was a wing-back that, similar to Reese James at Chelsea, the opposition were fearful of. Like, they'd, Hakimi in space used to create alert. And it's a similar effect that Tio Hernandez is having at Milan. When things aren't working up front with Leao and, and whoever, Giroud, with whoever's doing the positions up front, that's when Theo comes in. He's that extra... He's the extra... Like, he's the bullet in the chamber. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So... Internally, the complete rebuild, mainly because Skriniar is now gone, which has caused chaos. He's going to PSG in the summer and a free transfer. Can you believe it? Someone that's worth £60 million is just walking to PSG. I've got another free transfer from, from Syria. Nuts. Arguably the division's best defender. Not even arguably, he is the division's best defender. So it's a shame. Um, and... Yeah, they need two fullbacks as well. Is, is is another one that's that's leaving. Yeah, less of the... a loss. Less of a loss, though. Let's be honest. But do you know what? It's still he's over the hill. That, but <laughs> it's still it's still just another sort of added headache to to the manager. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I get we know, as a Chelsea as, fan, we as know Chelsea more than fan, more. We know, hey. we know losing two centre backs in one window for free. Like what that does. Like it's not easy to kind of Crazy. have someone re- like be there to replace. Uh, yep. those players I mean I actually had a few names because I did think about this um, to be fair I had a few names who could be of interest potentially to enter uh, I've actually got three names to be honest uh, the first name that I had is Hincapié at by Leverkusen oh yeah I but Bastoni's position of course and this is what I'm going to say so I know that um, so of these three players I'm going to suggest two of which are left-footed players yeah. and I know Bastoni is a left-footed centre-back, but you know, the, if I'm pretty sure Interplay three centre-backs, so there could be two left-footed, you know, we'll see in it. But, um, play central, isn't it? I don't yeah, like that, personally. But I get but, what you mean. But you've got Hincapi, I thought would be a really good addition. He's um, from what I've seen anyway, and, and I don't watch a lot of them, but from a lot of people that I talk to as well, who um, follow by Leverkusen specifically, they're saying yeah. that he's the only kind of bright spark of the team at the moment, because they've had a diabolical season and he seems to be that sort of shining light within that good. team. I've watched them quite a few times because of Yeah. Hudson That's interesting he... because I'd, 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 I'd rather tap sober. Well, okay, fair enough. But what, what, yeah. the reason I was going to say Hincapié is like I said, because of his performances this season and just from what I've been told and from what I've seen as well, I've yeah. heard a lot of good things about him. Quite similar to, I don't know if you guys remember last season when Barcelona were doing terrible and Araujo was the only like sort of shine and light of the team. Yeah. I'm hearing a lot of similarities between Hincapié. So he was okay. one name that I had. Another guy that I had who's available for free in the summer is Evan Ndika for Frankfurt. Is another yep. guy I thought would be a mm. solid addition. Again, uh, you know, we've got someone like... That. He was, yeah, exactly. And, and to replace someone like, let's say, Stefan de Vrij in this instance, I'd, I think I'd could love... be a natural sort of uh, heir to his position. I'd love Indica to replace Badia Chile at Monaco. I'd love that Ooh. more than ever. Because I don't know, Badia Chile's really... Chile's miss at Monaco. It's not it's not unrealistic in the front, in the in the in the position that Monaco are. They're a big club in, in I France. Thought they, Arsenal they can afford him. But it's it, it, it'll, it'll be dependent 
it would be dependent. Yeah. It's up in the summer. It would be dependent on um, where Adika feels like he should be going, rather than whether the clubs can put that's, together. That's but, what I was going to um, say. That that might feel like a lateral move for him. And I'm just going to quickly say as well. The last name that I had sort of for Inter was Castello Lukeba. I think that's how you pronounce oh. his name. Uh, who's also three, a left footed centre back. It was also a left footed centre back. Oh, three or left footed. Yeah, my bad. I thought two. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, three, hit, three left footed. Bastoni. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> nah, do you know what? I see the vision. Omar's trying to say Inter sell Bastoni for money and then bring these men in. I see it, bro. I see it. Nah, that's, te- that's it. Bastoni. Uh, come I'm, not, I'm, I'm not into Melania, but if I was Zhang, if I, the, the two players you cannot, the two players you absolutely cannot sell are Barrella and Bastoni. Everyone else has a price. Obviously, Latara will be a massive loss to everybody, but at the same time, he'd be someone that the fans would be able to accept over Bastoni and Barella. You can't sell those two. They're they're the heartbeat of the club, man. That's the spine. Bastoni, Bastoni, Barella, Latara. That's the spine right there, man. I think. um, Yeah. I was gonna say. I think if they could afford it, yeah. I'm saying this even as a Chelsea fan. You should go and get Trevor Chalobah, man. Let him be the player that he can be, bro. I can see it. I, I, I know the vision. Shout. I feel the vision. Because w- what he can offer in terms of on the ball and off the ball, I actually think, especially in the Serie A, like, uh, him coming across quite raw is quite reminiscent of what Tomori was seen to be. Mm. And I feel like with what Chelsea are doing, his value, although he's on a long-term contract, I think his value will be very underappreciated in it so i feel like you at uh, at this i guess in the summer if they were looking at the options that should be one of them another thing i want to say is i know that they kind of cooled down with the rumors but i'm happy jeremy frimpong did isn't or didn't go to united yet why i think he'd have been great i feel like for me he has to i, I feel like he has to play in a in a back three in it I'm not in a, in a back three, in a formation that has a back three, so as yeah, a wing back. Yeah, 100%. Because yeah. even when I've watched Leverkusen this season, season he, he's even been pushed on further. He's played right wing in games yeah. as well. So a lot of the stats are kind of skewed. It's kind of like um, Ryan Sessegnon at Fulham yeah. in that championship season where people didn't realise he was a left back, but playing left midfield or left wing. So, he got 18 goals or something stupid, doesn't it? He did, but people were saying, oh, he's a left-back. He got 18 goals from left-back, but he didn't. He played left-wing yeah. most of the season. So I'm happy he didn't go there um, just because of United's system, per se. But, like, um, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in. He's another Frimpong's of the, of the Man City one. youth. City, another City yeah. youth, yeah. He's another yeah. one that would actually benefit into a lot because... 100%. Uh, if Els, when Els listens to this, he's gonna, he's gonna have an absolute. Oh, so <laughs> Dumfries isn't a bad footballer. Let's get that straight. He's actually he's having, good. I like him. He's having a very bad season though at Inter. He's doing stupid things. He scored an own goal last week. It was the dumbest own goal I've seen in my life. It's like one where that if he just, if he just resists the 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 the, the will, or whatever. I don't know what it is that. Players do this to not stick out a leg. <laughs> it's not an own goal. It's like it's one of those cr- balls that gets driven in, and out of instinct, she just sticks a leg out, and then boom, on goal. So it's just stupid, stupid decisions. And because obviously he's not like a aesthetically pleasing footballer, he kind of looks a bit messy when he's on the ball and stuff. People think he's bad. Good footballer having a bad season, but opportunity to upgrade. I think. Um, <laughs> I think 
with the wing back situation, Damian is fair is good to keep around because he can play on both flanks. But another one needs to come in where Dumfries gets his act together and is like, you know what, there's an opportunity here to 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 to, to create some dynamism. So Fringpong coming in to play on the right hand side or compete on the right hand side with Dumfries, and then on the left hand side. DeMarco and Gosens, and then obviously Darmian can play on both sides as well as uh, as a wide centre back on either side of the back three. It's a good option to have, but Inter have no money. They have a lot of work to do. It's not looking. It's not looking. Uh, it's not looking good, bro. So Inter definitely in a one club that need to have another uh, need to have a revamp anytime soon. Uh, what about you guys? What about clubs? Spurs. Spurs you think so? Me. Yeah, man. I think. Yeah, it looks like 100%. Conte's leaving. Um, it doesn't look like he's going to, you know, sign a new contract. Kane, I mean, I saw a rumour today from Ornstein that Kane's open to staying, but that guy has no ambition. What, com- what are you staying for, the he record? Has, he has confirmed everything I knew about the guy. I'm Fucking telling you, loser, this bro. is why I keep saying Man United, all these teams here that keep looking at him, look away. Just let him sign that new contract. He's not going to move the needle for you guys. How can you have all this world interest from Bayern? From, um, I take him at United in a heartbeat. United, I mean, Bayern, all like, the teams we'll take him, but like, I don't him. understand. You know what it's going to be like? I promise you. It's going to be like every season being... I know, I guess you were kind of successful in that season, yeah, but it's going to be like that first Latin season, every season. Mm. Where like, except from the goals in the finals. That's, but you're going to get goals. Great. You might What's get... Yeah, what does it mean? You're gonna finish third, and he's gonna have thirty goals, and you're gonna be like, "Oh, it's, it's like having, I, it's like having a regen Andy Cole." But really and truly, it doesn't come with the five league titles that he gave you. Hmm. It's just and you know what's also worse? I know, I know. In Kane's head, he's thinking, "I'm this loyal guy to Tottenham. They're gonna love me." He's he's gonna see himself probably as like a totty, or but at least totty brought something to the table, and that's what something he needs to just like have within himself like you know what I need to do this for my career look at Carl Walker for example you know I remember the Tottenham fans slating him for accepting that City move and now he's reaping the rewards and people just forgot about it same with Kane man they'll they'll accept it after and be like you know what it was best for his career he deserved it but Um, it's like Carroll said man he's just confirming that loser mentality that he has man if Tottenham if Tottenham won the UCL in 2019 and and Kane's like, yeah, I don't need to go. At least you can understand it because there's a trophy that's been won here. But like, you mean, how can you not win anything you, throughout your exactly, career? Is you scored, you scored 160 Premier League, 170 Premier, whatever it is, Premier League goals. 190 now, 190. Crazy for this Premier League club, and your your cabinet is empty. Come You're on, just bro. scoring goals for the sake and of it. Like. At all levels, it's empty as well. Like at least like Totti, Totti won the World Cup. Like, let's he won the league. Like, Totally won the league. At Monica, he won the league. Yeah, he won the but, league with Roma. But yeah. like his career was like, and he won Coppa Italia as well. Let's not forget. Yeah. But like he actually had stuff in the bank that makes him yeah. go. It's not actually worth leaving. What for another for a Champions League maybe or like a few league titles or I literally my family, my grandparents, great grandparents, my parents, me, my kids. We all support Roma. I'm a legend in my own city. Like yeah. I get that. Whereas my man's an Arsenal fan. Yeah, like Kane's not even like you know, like he's not even like super Spursy. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, certain man you can just tell when they're like fans of the team that they play for, like their their dream. Like yeah. he's just doing it because it's an easy job. Yeah. 
Like he could score four goals next season. No one's getting onto him. No one like cares, from his own man. fan base. And that's why like his standards are low, Tottenham standards are low. But you know, they're perfect for each other. Yeah. I, I but this also think gives they need a rebuild. Who, who, who's going out? Who's coming in? So I want to say, I, I want st- to stick my neck on. This will be controversial. I had this guy on my list previously. Um, uh, this, like I said, that maybe a few people may not, may not like this, but um, McAllister, I think that would be a good step up. Oh, Tottenham? Yeah. That's a sideways move. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like, the, the, but do you know what? No, from a footballer's point of view, you're at Brighton, you're going to probably get way more money at Tottenham. You're going to be surrounded by probably, you know, the likes of Harry Kane, your sons, your... All these you're kind playing, of players, for example. You're playing in a state-of-the-art stadium. Like, yeah, you'll be I surprised. You'll be surprised. I hear it, but I feel like if Tottenham's name sniffing, there's teams in the tier above that are sniffing. Maybe not on these shores, but I don't think he'll be top of... I think it's a No one has the money for... No, no, no one in Europe, in my opinion, of McAllister's level has the money for him. So I feel like a Tottenham would be a good step up if he sees himself like using this as a, another sort of stepping stone for him. But can I, you can't say at Brighton, but I would... Can I say something that. controversial then if we're talking about this rebuild? Um, if on. Kane stays, on the proviso that Kane stays, I believe they should sell Son. Yeah, even him, like, he's, he's he's not looking good. The World I, Cup, it wasn't looking good. Like, I, I don't know, man. It, I, it seems like the legs are going and now he has to rely more on like, instinct and finishing, but he's not flipping darting behind all these defences like he used to maybe, maybe he's got like a he's harbouring an injury needs surgery or something like that you know what I mean but I don't know but I'm I was going to say I, I think he's gassed out you know I feel like he gave yeah. everything and it amounted to nothing and now he's got nothing in the tank now I hear and it I reckon like sense. yeah he needs a breath of, he needs a breath of fresh air anyway uh, like he's I, 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 my personal opinions on him is very like different to what most people think about him but I do think he needs to leave but Tottenham are notoriously fairly stingy when it comes to their dealing. Yeah. And so you need they need to put some something in the pot for them to spend. And I reckon the money they could get for Son, shipping him off, I don't even know if there's going to be that much interest, but if there was, then use that to, to fund your rebuild. I think they've got pieces there. Like in terms of Lloris needs to go too. Colis- needs to go. Oh, Lloris needs to go. I don't think yeah, the last you... the last position I'd, I'd look to bring. I know you said McAllister. The last position I'd, I'd think needs reinforcements midfield. They've got quite a heavy, quite a healthy crop. I'd say Hoiberg. Not uh, not in that attacking Bentancur. sense though. You got Bentancur, Bentancur Hoiberg, but they're not in that. Skip. Okay. But they're not. But none of them are of like an attacking presence. They're I all. Guess it yeah, depends they're... on the formation too. Because if yeah, it's he, still the same... Kulusevski can play in a 10. Richarlison, I know you guys aren't fans of him, but he's, he's oh, there. brother, sure. this guy him. stinks. <laughs> That's what I mean. Richarlison, he's terrible, man. <laughs> I see, I'm not, I, don't think, I don't think he's terrible. I think he's a, okay. Think he's he's okay. Not, it's just a Tottenham thing, man. It's just a Tottenham thing. Like, yeah. it, it's not himself personally because we saw him for Brazil. And, you know, there was a lot of, uh, let's say, Arsenal fans crying, why is Jesus not starting ahead of Richarlison? And then you saw why he's not because for, in a Brazil shirt... Like he looks a lot better, but yeah, with Tottenham specifically, he's not that guy. Like he's. But I, the the thing is, I can't even blame Rich Richarlison. Do I rate him? Not really, but oh, uh, like not highly anyway. But you're spending sixty million on a player that's supposed to be a needle mover for you, right? 
but you actually don't have the facilities to use him as you need to use him. Because as long as Kane's on that pitch, operating, um, holding that central area, and then you've got uh, Son who plays on the left, where the hell are you supposed to play? Unless he was actually bought in preparation for Kane to leave, then maybe, you know, I could look the full when he starts scoring goals. I don't even think that was the season. case. It seemed like they just wanted like another forward, just in case Son's tired or Kane's tired or Kulisevsky's tired, and they just wanted someone that can play across the front line, but. Yeah, Richarlison I mean, made the most sense. That was actually yeah, no, it, I mean the line, move yeah. actually did make sense, but it just hasn't panned out. But yeah, I think Spurs just need a rebuild, man. Conte's not staying. Kane, if he has any any ounce of ambition in him, he would leave. Son, I think, also needs to go. Hugo Lloris needs to go, and then I think maybe someone like Hoiberg will become the club captain. But I just feel like Spurs need to start again because. Their best, but the biggest signing they can make is manager. And if I was Tottenham, n- no bullshit, go get Deserby from Brighton. Because Deserby should be there. Nah, forget him. Honestly, go get Deserby from Brighton. Deserby should, all respect to Brighton fans, you guys do not understand. But actually, you know what? They probably do understand. You don't, you do or don't understand what type of caliber of manager you have here, man. This guy is, the, he's, a, he's good. Like, but I can't be, lie. He should be managing Champions League football, even from the time I wouldn't where... go to Spurs if I was deserving. Yeah, I'm not going there. There's a, there's a move. There's a, right. There's, there's another there's, move there's, coming. There's Deserby. What's your next? Your best next step? And there's Tottenham. What's your next best step? Point. For Tottenham point of view, if they get someone like Deserby in, yeah, give him three years, they'll be back where they was uh, in 2017-18 with Pochettino. He's that good. Look how organized he's made Brighton. Why is he managing Brighton? Yeah, God knows. But Tony. Yeah, but as we've seen, yeah, the reason I'm saying Deserve shouldn't go there and actually might fare better just being at Brighton for the time being. I'm not even saying long term, just the time being as it is here, is the fact that the problem is the institution, not the man on the touchline. Like, Conte, we've seen him, like, he's like one of those guys that just goes in somewhere. Bro, okay, I need X, Y, and Z. Give me this. I'll make this happen. Instant success. Instant success. Like, he can make it happen. But if the the, the people upstairs are not cooperating with you, do, do you get what I'm saying? What Your hands are tied. Yeah. With Deserby, I think, one, the makeup of the Brighton team in terms of the players, like, their ethos uh, in playing football. Technical and stuff, still, it's perfect yeah. in that sense of, like, he can actually play his brand of football and have the type of players that are able to play it. Two, if we look at it very, um, like cynically, yeah. If he's in that job and Pet Klopp leave, that job opens up. There's there's more for him than Spurs, is what you're there's saying. That, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying Spurs could kill a trajectory that is looking also great because that's a job. That job's almost a. I feel like it's a poison chalice. Like it's not. Like it's made, my... it's made for managers that aren't expected to win trophies, but still play a good brandish of football and will hover around the European spaces. Absolutely. So whilst I say for Tottenham's point of view, the best manager they can get is Deserby. The best manager probably that will make sense for them in terms of what we think Tottenham are, will probably be someone like Eddie Howe. It depends on what Newcastle see Eddie Howe. As Newcastle see Eddie Howe like City saw Mark Hughes, someone that comes in promising manager at the time obviously plays an attractive brand of football at the time obviously you know takes 
Newcastle from relegation fodder to European challenges and then Saxon for someone that actually has European pedigree and top end pedigree. If that's what Newcastle see Eddie Howe as, then Eddie Howe should go Tottenham because then he gets similar facilities, obviously less of a budget, but arguably for the time being better players where he can fulfil his, his the, the, the philosophy that he's doing at the moment at Newcastle. And because he's British, he'll get a lot less scrutiny for it. So, <laughs> But I think... Sorry, that's, that's career suicide, man. Yeah, how? Newcastle to, to, to Tottenham, oh. that's career suicide. So, the, 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 so your sacrificial lamb is Pochettino. Everyone else I say knows. I say spin the block on Pochettino because that's his level. People like Deserby or like uh, Eddie Howe, I'll say more so Deserby. With him, he's just gone to Brighton. Let him build there, and I feel like he can do something even greater than yeah. um, Tottenham. Now, although I spoke on McAllister in, in that sense, from Brighton to to Tottenham, I feel like a player's point of view is a lot different to a manager's because. I feel like managers is a lot more riskier when you're moving just from a stable job to, uh, I don't want to say insecure job, but like there'll be a lot of pressure on you to like win things and, and whatnot. And he's just started his sort of Brighton career. And as, yeah. I was going to say, Jamai is good for him because he's come from Shakhtar as well to put himself in that pool of like just being in the Premier League. He could have gone to Serie A and picked up a job, gone to La Liga or wherever, but... No, being no, no, in no, 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 no. He, no. He, he created that Sassuolo, not to say Sassuolo super team, but that Sassuolo like, no, uh, like big team, big team killers, if that makes sense. Sassuolo, no, I hear two, what you... Hold on, hold on. Two, Sassuolo two, three years ago, before he went to Chateau a year and a half ago, right? Before that, Sassuolo with that team where like, if you're a big club in Italy, you're going there and you're nervous because you don't know what, what type of team is going to turn up and the team that normally does turn up is this organized team that kill you on the counter-attack they soak up pressure they don't sit back by the way they have like a mid block to a high block and they're able to withstand your press or press you in your own turf win the ball back and then fulfill it to the strike force Boger at the time under Boger under the Zerbi, we all saw it like this guy was he is a capable stri- uh, winger but it was like a Boger of old times where he was just in a, in, a, in, a, in a blink of an eye, you can unleash um, such creativity. You have Berardi, who is in a situation of kind of totty is where he's like, I'm just chilling at Sassuolo. But when he wants to, and he turns on absolute demon of a footballer, and he has Skamaka, and we all know what Skamaka is worth, worthy of. That was Deserbi's team. And through that, he, again, like you, you're about to mention there, he could have got any of a Serie A job. In fact, he was linked with the Juventus job before they gave it to um, to Pirlo. Oh, no, to Pirlo. That's how that's how highly rated he was. The guy was Sassuolo manager for what six months at that point, maybe a year at that point, and they were like, "Deserbo, Deserbi, sorry, is someone that we want in this seat, but he needs to uh, not understand the game. He needs to get some more like experience under his belt, and then we'll come back for him." And obviously Shakhtar came across, and he went to Shakhtar, which kind of surprised everyone, because it's like, why would you go to Ukraine? But, you know, it, it proved well for him. And that's why, like, that's why it annoyed me, because it's like, it shouldn't take him to go to Brighton for him to come, become a household name. He he well, already should you, be. You've got you know to understand, I mean? though, like, we, football is consumed by people from the most intricate, like, that will look at literally everything that's going on to the most casual, do you know what I mean? And some people, the first time they ever seen or heard of Berardi, Deserbi, was when he took the Brighton job. And that's not my point. My point is just being like, I know like for for you and a lot of people that rate him, see it as like, he's he's beneath himself. So going to a Tottenham is like a step up the ladder. But sometimes it's better just to hold your position 
show your quality and skip that step. Because yeah. Tottenham, Tottenham, the same way, like you're saying, it could be a star maker, could kill all, like, kill all prospects of like a high level job for the next few years because now they've messed crazy, them up. Man. Tottenham yeah. can make you look mad. Like, people have gone there and suffered, man. Like, I watched Mourinho and Conte go there back to back and absolutely suffer. Like, and it's, it's it, mad because of all managers, these are the two that you give them what they want, you're getting trophies, but, you're getting success. But, it, Jeff, you know what it is, yeah? And this is the point I was trying to get to. Tottenham, like t- Tony said, oh, it's about being like not at the top tier, but playing good football, but you're not expected to win. That's not true. Tottenham's expectations, they want to win stuff, but they're not actually willing to do the things to win. Mm. But they don't want to accept that they're a top four team or a top six team and then build from that position. They they still look at 2019, 2017 and say, oh, well, we've still got a couple of players from then, so we, we're still that team. So when the manager's quote-unquote underperforming, we're going to sack them. Because how else, if that was the case, would they sack Mourinho like two days before the League Cup final? We Which never I won think, a trophy. In like I personally break. think has something to do with the the Super League, but yeah, I get what you mean. Do you, do you know what I mean? So, um, for me, I would say Tottenham, uh, Tottenham need a rebuild, and another one that definitely need a rebuild. But I, but I hope they don't get it anytime soon. Is Liverpool? Don't say Liverpool. No, don't say ah. Liverpool. Come on. Don't say Liverpool. No, they need Liverpool, it, man. Liverpool don't need a rebuild. They've done all the underlying work. Like they, they. What's his name before that he left? Midfield needs what's, a change. What's that? what's that guy's name? Something Edwards. The, is it Mark? No, Michael Edwards. Edwards. Michael Edwards. He did the underlying work before he left, right? Look at Liverpool. So Mane was over the, not over the edge, but they were like, Mane's 30, 31. He's getting over a little bit. Who should we bring in to, to be his understudy? Not even be the understudy to be his successor. Diaz. Diaz is already here. They brought in um, Elliot to be the long-term successor for Salah. They brought in Fabio Cavallo to be the long-term successor for I don't for think Thiago. Elliot's going to play as a winger, by the way. I but he, he should. He's not good in centre mid. This is why the Liverpool fans are like, this guy's crap. He's not good in centre mid. Why are they playing him there? Like, well, I don't think Elliot's best... That. Elliot's best is on the wing and he's he's not yeah he's not pacey but he's a, he's a dribbly guy he reminds me of Yanazai like Yanazai is one of those guys that was running at three miles per hour but he'll still get past you he used to glide past out past fullbacks you could quite figure out how he's doing it he just was that guy and that's what I get from Elliot Elliot's lack of physical ability is the reason why he's playing in midfield and it's not working for it. it's not what everyone can see with their own eyes it's not working why Klopp is persistent and playing him there no one knows get you know Elliot why? back why because he hasn't got a flipping midfield and that's his own Elliot, Elliot yeah mm-hmm. but the thing is the midfield has been okay maybe they need one or two additions yeah but maybe bro mm, they need a whole new nah, midfield it's not just one or nah two. it's not that it's so you got so let's just look at it let's look at it from here so you got Fabinho whose his performances have, cli- have declined from Wash. God knows why no Wash. one knows why he just decided I'm tired and I can't be arsed and he's become crap yeah. um, but he's what 28 he's still, he's still got 4 or 5 years left in him no, no, no. Don't look at it. But by he needs age. competition. Look at it about something. what they're, they're doing, bro. But this is what I mean. You got Fabio Carvalho. That's there. He's not I don't know. Mid. I don't know what's happened to Curtis Jones. You've got uh Godiva. Curtis Jones. I don't think has ever been like that. Don't... I think it's just because he was an academy player that you they have. Curtis Jones. You see Curtis Jones, Fabio Carvalho, and Harvey Elliott. If you're telling me those are Liverpool central midfielders, yeah, they might as well jump into all jump into the Mersey as a club. Because they're not, they're not centre mid. He looks good. He looks good. Bajetic looks. Well, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, but he's there as well. But I mean, however, the future. Mitchell left the the, the blueprint for Liverpool's future. So sit there and say, 
They need a rebuild. No, they don't. No, they but need they, a, they, they, they need a successful transition. That. That's the issue. They're deviating from that because he wouldn't have signed someone like Gakpo. We spoke about this on the um, managers versus coaches. We're um, only saying that now because Gakpo is not performing well. Gakpo. No, in, no, no. It, as in. Gakpo actually kind Pep of makes Linders, sense. who is the assistant manager, he's the one that brought in Diaz. He's the one that brought in Gakpo. Like he's bringing players from the Dutch um, and Portuguese leagues because he has knowledge of those leagues. They weren't the sort of data-driven signings that um, Edwards, you know, brought in. And that's part of the reason why Edwards left. His his influence was decreasing, basically. And now he's getting, like, even um, Nunes, that, that wasn't anything to do with Edwards. It's more Pep Linders that's pushing these sort of players so I'm not hearing. I hear that, but I'm not hearing Liverpool need a need a rebuild. No, nah, they need they a, need a, they need a proper. They need you know what they need other than the rebuild. They need to to finally say Klopp, thank you for everything. Let's go in a new direction. Simple as that. Not saying Klopp should is 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 done out here. I'm not saying that. Sometimes like sometimes the journey's done. Like it's like Poch, right? Poch is obviously whatever you think of him as a manager. He he is Tottenham's probably most most successful manager. He's not fucking won anything. That's a shame <laughs> in the in the twenty first century. But like it got to a point where Poch, you're still a good manager. You're st- thank you for everything you've done, but this isn't working. Let's now go in a different direction. I think Liverpool need that. But I think, think the next that- manager, the next manager that Liverpool comes in, turn arounds, looks at Harvey Elliott and says, okay, your best position is on the right. Diaz comes back in, plays in form. You're on the left. Nunes, you play up front. Gakpo plays behind Nunes. You get a double pivot there of Bacetic, the new guy, with Fabinho. Fabinho rediscovers form. It's a complete different story. All of a no, sudden... No, this is the most hypothetical I've ever heard. It is a hypothetical. <laughs> I'm saying, <laughs> all of a sudden, all of a sudden, that rebuild doesn't look like a rebuild anymore. Look, so you know what? Okay. We've actually had a decent team all along. Let's but just Tony, that midfield. But stinks. Tony, let me let me let me read out yeah, the the midfield options because the defense, to be fair, is actually is not as bad when you actually look Kanata at it on paper. There, isn't it? Yeah, Kanata is there. Trent's still young. You know, Robertson, but you got Calvin Ramsey. I like him. Yeah. Um, you got a few guys, so I'm not even going to focus on that. But their list, right? Um, Thiago, thirty-one. Injury prone on the back on the back end. Arthur Mello, I even forgot he signed for them. I forgot. Nabi Kato, another injury prone type player. Good on his day, but that day is like once every so often. Yeah. Fabinho looks like he's declining. Maybe it's just bad form, but he actually looks washed. Henderson washed. Um, Harvey Elliott, not a central midfielder. Um, Carvalho, not a central midfielder. James Milner, don't know why he's on that list. He's basically a right back at this point. Utility man, are like four hundred years, fam. Yeah, and he's just not it. Alex Oxley Chamberlain forgot he was there until the other day. I had no. Curtis Jones, jury's still out, but I don't think he's that good. I don't think he's good. And then Bacetic, fair enough. In the games that he's played, he's been um, impressive, but that constitutes a rebuild because most, if, almost all those players, not one, did you say? But could you say, maybe apart from Fabinho, if you're being very generous, could you say, right, cool, if we're going to break this down, uh, or not even break this down, but like fill in the pieces, where are the centrepieces? Because they're pretty thin when you look past their, their starting 11. And even that starting 11 is, is a bit shaky. I don't know. I feel like it's just the midfield, really, because even the attack, they seem like they have a fair amount of depth. Like we even haven't mentioned names like Jota as well as. You know, we've already said Diaz, Gakpo, Salah, Elliot, if you want to put him there. 
Um, you got Nunes up front. You still got Firmino. Like attack and defense actually seems like there is a fair amount of depth. It's just really the midfield. So, but how how much you want to call it a project or rebuild? I don't know. I would. They definitely obviously need additions, but I don't know to what extent. I really, think, I think with um, like okay, maybe not. When I think about it, maybe not a full on rebuild, like because I guess that's what Chelsea are doing in terms of overhauling everything. They're not necessarily going to do that, but again, they need to decide. Like t- Tony said about maybe Klopp needs to go wherever. Decide what the vision is. Is Klopp staying and we're building the next five years of the Klopp era, or are we letting him go and building a team in a new image? And I guess what midfielders come in from that will dictate what direction we're going in. Yeah. Well, guys, what do you guys think? Um, once again, let us know in the responses on Twitter or comments on Instagram, wherever it is you heard this podcast or wherever it is that you use for social media. Let us know of your players that you think deserve a move, uh, where they should be moving to, what club will be best with their services. And on top of that, if you also want to let us know, uh, what club do you think needs a rebuild? Um, and on clearly that, not, Tony, just quickly. Clearly not Chelsea. Just, <laughs> I feel like we've got, we've Chelsea got enough players. But um, <laughs> just to wrap up, like I'm just going to say a list of players who I also had down. I'm not going to elaborate on them because I feel like you know we've discussed quite a lot of players and whatnot. Um, so I'll just leave it for the listeners to to make their own mind. So on my list, I had um, Nico Williams to City. I feel like they needed a bit of depth in their sort of wingers, especially right mid. I know Maris is aging a little bit. So, Nico Williams. I even had Mohamed Kudus to Dortmund. I know they've got a lot of competition there, but I would have liked to see him have that step up. So, I have put Kudus, him there. Kudus Milan to Milan. Kudus yeah, Ooh, I said that as well. Fair Milan enough yeah. fair enough, I want fair to enough. see that so bad. No, yeah, I understand De, that. De Catalare isn't, isn't doing well. And I think, I think De Catalare would be probably better as, as, as a striker anyway than a 10. Yeah. So, if Kudus comes in and plays behind... Perfect. Whatever left Giroud has, <laughs> or and Ketelar, I think may, Milan could could bounce back. Yeah, and, you never force, but fingers Fair crossed that, that doesn't happen. <laughs> I also had uh, I I did have Guiri to Atletico, but they also they obviously signed the pie, and I feel like that they're just a similar mold in a sense that a uh, sort yeah. of fl- fluid attacker that could play anywhere across the front three. Obviously, they've got the pie, so I understand that signing. And I also had, because Suyuncu is also going to Atletico, uh, it seems like at the end of the season when his contract's up, I actually had Chris Smalling going to Leicester at the end of his contract. I feel, mm. I feel that would be a really good addition with them. And oh. then lastly, I know it is a manager, but so we're going to add it in. I would feel like football's complete if Diego Simeone goes to Inter, Marcelo Gallardo goes to Atletico Madrid, and the full circle is complete. That's and my dream. That is my dream, Omar. Marcelo Gerardo, ignore Leeds. You are better than Leeds. Go to AA Athletic Madrid. Hold that. I know he's leaving River Plate at the end of this. Was it? I think he's gone now. He's left now, hasn't he? He's left. He's already end, left. Yeah, it was the end of 2022. So he's now done at River Plate. Mate, put your feet up. Have a nice vacation. Enjoy yourself. Wait for Athletic Madrid because I think that's going to happen soon. Simeone replacing Zagia into Milan. Uh, talking of Inter, they're losing right now to Empoli at home. Um, Tommaso Baldazzi, who's Baldanzi. Scored for Empoli, he's an 18-year-old, 10 SS, look out for him, 18-year-old Italian there, playing for Italy's on the 21s as we speak. Scored the winner, of course, he has. Um, Simeone, 
go over there, fix that mess, do your rebuild. Gallardo, go to Atletico Madrid, make everybody happy. Madrid, imagine Atletico Madrid and a full frontal attack inside. Everyone's going to be like, what the hell happened here? So, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> well, stay, boy. <laughs> but yeah um just to follow up as well guys let us know what you think honestly um any uh, anything you want us to discover to, to discuss as well we're happy to, to speak about give us some idea okay. if you ever want us to do some player comparisons we're happy to do that too whatever it is you want us to speak about when us to hear about let us know we'll, we'll respond accordingly um again you've been joined by myself jeff Carell, and new boy omar this is Border's corner is anyone to do the favor of uh letting them know what the tagline is um, I think Omar should do it. Of course, man. Hey, listen, progression in football is not linear. It's Don't forget linear. that, man. Especially Never forget if, it. Especially if you're a Man City youngster. Um, <laughs> doesn't mean you're going to play first-team football there. But I wish you all the best, innit? Hey, Carlos Borges, prove me right, man, please. Yeah, hey, let's hope he's like Leal and let's like Boa Morton, man. Hey, I hear it. Oh, you know hey. what though? I, I will leave this in. If there's one city footballer that I really want to make it, it's uh, it's Mbete. Still, I want Mbete to do your thing. Come on, Luke. If you're listening, huh? He Congolese. Come on, come on. Listen, yeah, Luke. I'm watching you. Do your thing. I'm supporting you from day from from day zero. I want to see your name in headlights. Obviously, pick Congo, not England, but I hear it. I hear it regardless, right? (laughs) Yo, free up the gang, they're innocent. Soon home, that's imminent. I'm a niggas, don't play no games like they pull their ligaments. I wanna rack for the beat, I just made that's a minimum. You know the source is different. I wanna rack for the beat, I just made that's a minimum. You know the source is different. Fake use, get rid of them. Fake use, get rid. Fake use, get rid of them. Fake use, get rid. Fake use, get rid of them. Fake use, get rid.